Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Racer's Edge Entertainment Network. If this is your first time, hey, thanks for stopping to check us out. And if you're coming back, welcome back. We appreciate your support. Tonight, we're going to sit down with Colton Neck and Zach Wiley and talk about their trip down to Baja for the Baja 500. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Racer's Edge Podcast, Baja 500 edition. Today, my co-host, Matt Allender. What's up, guys? How you doing? Today, we've got two guys that went down to Baja for the 500 for their very first time, and we got some cool stories to hear. I want to introduce Colton Eck and Zach Wiley. How you guys doing? Doing well. Yeah, glad to be here. Uh, yeah, we got lots to share. It was quite the adventure. And we survived. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, <clears throat> kind of kind of on my bucket list. I'm, I've been down to Mexico a few times, but never down there for Baja. And uh, pretty cool to kind of kind of uh, relive this with you guys, and maybe we can uh, get a little taste of what Baja is all about. And uh, especially coming from like a first timer's view, want want to basically uh, start off with the, just the drive down. Well, actually. Let's start off, Colton. How did you get invited to Baja? How did you even end up? And, and I, it was a pretty short period of time that uh, between getting invited and getting down there. Uh, yeah. So um, my old teammate uh, from a couple years ago on the Kilmartin team, uh, Shane Logan, he's been down there the last couple years with uh, this guy Chavo Salvatierra um, from Bolivia. And uh, so Shane's been down there, uh, been racing with Chavo. They they got the 1X last year. Uh, they won yeah. the championship down there. So uh, Chavo reached out to me. Shoot, it was only maybe like three weeks before the 500. Um, and originally I was only going to race the 1,000 with them. And uh, they wrote me into the 500 and uh, with like literally zero time to prepare, uh, Zach and I sent it down there. Um, I had like a, a NGPC two weeks before a works race the week before in Utah and then just bombed straight down there to Mexico. Uh, and we started pre-running on Tuesday. So coming into it, you, you had to be a, a little scared. I mean, there had to be some thoughts anyway. I'm going to Baja. I don't know anything about it. I don't, I don't know. And, and, uh, Zach kind of just came and, uh, was your wingman just dropped everything. Correct. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, I was planning on going down there. Uh, one of Shane's friends, Tyler, uh, he was going to go with me. And uh, we were I was just in the shop one day, and Zach happened to be there, and we started talking, and he's like, hell yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll take off a few days of work, and let's do it. So uh, it was super cool having him because, man, it was a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely, definitely think that, like, if you would have had to solo that mission, I don't know if it would have been mission accomplished. I think it, you might have not even made it over the border. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough. First time to Mexico, um, first time in Baja, first time really doing anything, even in the in the realm. So, uh, yeah, having an ally on my side, someone I know pretty well, uh, it was it was super good to have him. Yeah. Did you just um, wing it, or like did you have like gear prep? Like, were you just how how did it go down? Like, there's a lot to prepare for going to Baja. Did you ride your own bike? How like tell us about that? Yeah, so as far as like the race bike and everything, those guys had that taken care of. Uh, like I said, they've been doing it for over a year now. 
Um, so that, that was all there ready to go. But as far as pre-running, um, knowing what to take, I mean, I, I kind of asked those guys a few questions and I grabbed my 450. We put some, yeah. put some big sprockets on it and we just went for it. Yeah. Um, and, and Zach, so y- you dropped everything on a moment's notice. I noticed you didn't take your own bike to Baja. <laughs> no, nope. Who, shout out Kevin. Kev dog. Borrowed my buddy Kev dog's bike. The FX, the, the ultimate FX. weapon. I just, I didn't have a big tank and I know the thing has a little bigger tank than what I'm equipped with. Right. So we just, he said, go ahead, take it. Got some Baja insurance on her and sent her <laughs> on her way. That's sick. So, uh, so what, like, I know you just hopped in and you're like, I'm in, dude, I'll go. But, like, what were your thoughts? I mean, were you, you were just stoked, huh, just to go fired up. Viva La Baja. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely driving down there, I think a lot of things were crossing through our mind about kind of, like, what to expect and what not to expect. And then, you know, just before we went down there, there was a massive cartel shooting in San Vicente. So we were kind of on edge about the whole idea of driving down there and what it was so, going to be like. So San Vicente, is that close to like the race start or something like that? Or right where you guys were pre-running? Yeah, or? yeah it's about maybe the race starts and ends in Ensenada. Yeah. Uh, San Vicente is maybe like an hour and a half south. So definitely close enough. It's close. They could have traveled that far. That's, <laughs> um, that's where we actually stayed while we were pre-running. Oh, so no. we were in San Vicente you know, more than we were in, even in Ensenada. So once you got there, did you think about it even a little bit? Um, you know, once you're you're there and then you see a little bit of blood on the street and stuff <laughs> like that, it kind of kind of makes you feel uneasy. But at the same time, everyone there is pretty friendly and happy riding through there, and they yeah. love Baja. So it was yeah, it was really uh, enjoyable to see everyone like waving and cheering you on as you ride around. Yeah, uh, like your takeaway on the people in Baja. Mm-hmm. Just I, I have my own takeaway from going to mexico but like like what do you guys think about that i think the the people like down there they love baja and everything about it so i think everyone is excited to see the people come through there and anything motorsports related from trucks to dirt bikes to quads Uh the people of like all the cities down there they they really enjoy it yeah i thought it was super cool everybody's extremely welcoming down there yeah, gracious um, for sure. Yeah, right. like just welcome you with open arms. Whatever you need, they're they're there to help you. But uh, definitely going to work on my Spanish because yeah, a little rough. It, you got to get some Rosetta Stone, <laughs> get yeah. some practice going. Yeah, it's it's tough. You know, you you want to communicate with these people, and I, I know maybe on going down there, I probably knew about five Spanish words total. So Excellent. so now you're pretty much now fluent. I know. Yeah. Now I know maybe twenty. So, so yeah. I so can. the drive down, you guys had to pick somebody up. The drive down. Yeah. Down. So. Uh, like I said, my, my old teammate, Shane, uh, he had a buddy, Tyler, uh, who was going to help us out, you know, wrenching and stuff and just, you know, help us out in the pits. So, uh, we had to pick him up on the way, uh, in San Diego. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, uh, quite the experience seeing how we were driving down there and his phone died and (laughs) the last place he sent us was like a Starbucks or something. Right. So we're like driving down there and we're just like, what do we do? So we're, we're like literally circling around trying to in Diego. In Diego, yeah, nice. and then we're we're kind of in the gas lamp area, so we're kind of circling around, and then uh, Colton's like, "Oh, we should just yell his name." So Colton rolls down the window and just starts <laughs> screaming his name, right? And then we do like another lap, and then he popped out, and there he was. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. So there's always like the Baja like horror stories at the border, like taking forever. So you guys picked up the dude, and then or picked up Tyler, sorry, and then headed down there, and then. 
smooth sailing or how'd it go? Yeah, I mean, so the first, you know, what was it, hour, hour and a half, we were in Mexico, everything was great. Uh, we're, we roll through the border, you know, like, we knew what to expect. Everybody tells you, you know, you got to bring your, your paperwork for your bikes and stuff. So uh, they checked the paperwork on the bikes. We told them we are racing the race. We roll right through. We are at the border for maybe five minutes. Uh, everything's going good. We're cruising all the way down. We get to Ensenada. I'm rolling into town. And as I'm rolling into town, I'm, I'm watching the map. I've never been there before, and I can't read the signs. So I'm I'm looking at my phone, watching directions. Freaking, here comes the freaking blue and red lights. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is where Colton learned his first word of the trip. It was Alto on stop signs, number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, we had our first run-in with the police down there, and it wasn't a great one. But. No, not good. Uh, how much did it cost you? <sighs> Dude, it would have cost us 60 Right. But my boy Zach over here got nervous and whipped out an extra 40 bucks to get these guys to leave. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of unfortunate when you're sitting there and you're trying to communicate with the guy and he doesn't speak any English. So right off the bat, our first encounter is a police officer. He doesn't know how to talk to us. We don't know how to talk to him. So he's sitting there typing to us on his phone and he's telling us like, oh, you guys got to go to the police station. It's going to cost you 250 U.S. So like I kind of like tell Colton like hey can we just like pay you and Colton like I don't know if you typed to him or kind of pointed and talked to him <laughs> and said hey can we pay you and he said yeah 250 US wasn't backing down wasn't backing down <laughs> no and and luckily you know my my sweet old uncle Jay here <laughs> before we left he told us you know you don't carry all your money in your wallet you know stash it in your shoes stash it freaking wherever yes but we had only, money everywhere <laughs> only carry 20 or 40 bucks in your wallet so Luckily, I had 60 bucks in the wallet, and I pull it all out, and I'm like, look, this is all I've got. He's like, no, it's 200 bucks. I'm like, this is all I've got. So I yell at Tyler. He's in the back. Tyler, grab some of those hats back there. I try <laughs> to give this guy some hats, some stickers. He's not biting, dude. He's just Stone mean face. mugging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's mean mugging, and then I'm like, 60 bucks. That's all I have. You know, no mas dinero. And he looks over at Zach points at Zach. He says, what do you got? <laughs> I was just like, are you serious? At this point, I'm just like so over it. I'm just did, like, did you guys pull the stickers out? I gave you. Yeah. The nut that didn't do anything. No, no he I'm was not biting on hats, stickers, nothing. Wow. So he ends up pointing at me like Colton was saying, and I'm just like, all right, here we go. And Colton's just like, you caved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was rough. That, that was a rough way to start the trip. Like, only first and only time I've been robbed in my life and it was by a police officer. <laughs> so well, that's a good start to the trip. Yeah. <laughs> so then you get into Ensenada finally, or when does it ride? Like, when did you get to ride? Did you ride that same day? Yeah. Or? So, so like I said, I had a race on Sunday in Utah works race and, uh, bombed straight home, picked up the four fifty, picked up Zach and then bombed down to Mexico. So we've got to Ensenada. I don't know, maybe around like three or four in the afternoon. Um, got to the house, you know, everybody was there, got, you know, three or four bikes all torn apart in the living room of the house and they're getting after it. The mechanics are going for it. And, uh, so they're, they, the other guys had been pre-running already yeah. or, or I know Shane. Right? Yeah. So Shane yeah. and Corbin and Diego, uh, they were all there, uh, I think on the Saturday beforehand. So they had okay. already pre-run for like, so wrenching on the bikes was just maintaining stuff. So you guys can get more miles. in. Yeah. They're maintaining the pre-runners and, uh, they were starting to prep the race bike. So, um, yeah, we, uh, we got, like I said, got there Monday night and then first thing 
Tuesday morning, Zach and I and Chavo rolled out and started mm-hmm. our pre-running. So Chavo is he's he heads up the team. Yeah, he's the the team owner and kind of organizes okay. everything and, that's going on. And where are they out of? Bolivia. Bolivia. Oh, that's a long way from home. Yeah, if you don't know where Bolivia is, it's it's right next to uh, Brazil, South okay. America. South America. Yeah, I learned that a couple moments ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, one of my first impression walking into the house, I was kind of taken back. Just because all the bikes in the house, you know, they're just, they have bikes everywhere, right? And then they're working on stuff, and they have, like, a whole room of this house just stacked with parts ready to go. I mean, there's stacks of mooses. There's, you know, a bunch of cone valve suspension sitting there. There's, oh, wow. They had extra pipes, <laughs> triple clamps, hit that guy you name it. It's all there. Yeah. Yeah. That's killer. So they were, th- so that, was, that stuff stayed there, or did they bring it over yeah so uh i'm not entirely sure how that all works but i know they keep uh at least one or two of the bikes there and Mm -hmm. a lot of parts uh there in mexico it's easier than taking it back and forth oh that's crazy talk about a commitment yeah for uh pre-running did they give you like a set of suspension of like what was going to be on the race bike so you could practice with that or did you run what you already had no i just ran what i had on my own bike um and pretty much everybody did that i think corbin borrowed a bike from chavo but uh shane was on his own bike and then uh the plan was to do suspension testing on thursday uh damon from wp was coming down from the states uh with another set of suspension for us to try so uh, that was the plan all along, and so we were just pre-running on our own bikes and just learning the course. That's that's the most important thing. So there was, like, a group of you guys. You all went pre-running, and at least you had a setup you were used to, which is great, but um, did you guys have, like, did you pre-run different sections that you weren't racing on or just only focus on your section, or how did that go? Yeah, so there was there's five riders split up in 500 miles, so we're each running, you know, anywhere from 150 to 70 or 80 miles mm-hmm. uh just depends on where logistically with roads and stuff on, on where you can get a pit in um so i only raced 70 miles but uh, like the beginner yeah section. yeah for sure <laughs> yeah i think he got the best section being right on the beach is just the sights were unreal I, oh it's beautiful i bet huh? yeah it, it was unreal riding through the little towns and stuff and just yeah being on the coast the whole time ocean breeze it was it was, was there like a lot of uh community involvement meaning was there people when you're down in some of those sections going through towns like they're they're rooting you on like fired up or yeah for sure like during the race especially there was you know fans all throughout the little villages and stuff um my section was pretty remote like along the uh along the coast there was you know times where i wouldn't see a person for half an hour right um, but in the villages, it was it was popping. There was people everywhere, lining the whole track, cheering you on. It was super yeah. cool. You always see those videos of the guy just burning through in his trophy truck and people, like, running across or standing in the way. Zoo road. Yeah, it's like, that's so sketchy. I just uh, I don't want anybody to cheer for me that close when I'm going 100. <laughs> for sure. I've always also heard, like, in Baja, you know, like, you got to watch for, like, closed fences and barbed wire and stuff, like, pre-running your section did you have to like open any gates or go on someone's property like how how was that uh i didn't personally there was a couple you know barbed gates that were just laying there we were riding over them but uh i know zach had a couple run-ins when he was pre-running with shane he uh he jumped out there on thursday night with shane and did a little pre-run yeah definitely got out and we were riding at night because shane started at 3 30 in the morning so we're running some sections and then he was in front of me obviously a much better rider than myself but uh 
he's going and then he would stop and he would see there'd just be barbed wire fences closed or gates and we have to unlock them. And, and those are stuff that you're like, that was race course. This is on race course. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, cause they're obviously they're closing them because they have whatever cattle or they're protecting their stuff or so it's just a matter yeah. of like nothing, nothing, uh, no one's doing anything like to impede you guys. It was just, that's just what they do. They're yeah. closing gates. So you just gotta, when you're pre-running, you gotta go through. That's one crazy way. thing about Baja. I don't know how they coordinate it all with everybody because I mean, dude, we're so spread out through yeah. all over the desert and all through different people's farms and stuff. And, uh, yeah, like you said, they're, they're closing up, protecting their cattle and stuff. But, right. uh, on race day, obviously score sends someone through there, uh, before we get there and make sure everything's open and everything's clear. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, that but, it's, it's it's definitely a remote. It sounds like a, a crazy experience so far. But um, when you were pre-running, was there anything like that happened? Like any sections that you were like, "This is insane!" Like the best stuff I've ever ridden. Like the, any of the beach that you were like, "This is like your dream of Baja." Like wheeling through the water, like next to the beach. I don't know, like something yeah. that stood out to you, dude. You honestly. Too, Zach? Yeah, just the scenery was super awesome. Like I said, you know, riding through the villages on, like, literally you're 100 yards from the beach. Um, I wish, I, I don't know why we didn't. We should have gone down actually on the beach. Uh, the race course never actually hit the sand of the beach. It was just above it on the cliffs. Yeah, I thought but, that would uh, be, like, mandatory, like a Malcolm Smith wheelie across the I sand know, or we something. We, that like a, we blew that next, one. <laughs> next time, you're going to yeah. have to. Yeah, I think, like. Walk. Me, I'm pretty well into, like, off-road trucks and dirt bikes and stuff. And then me, it's just, like, a kid in a candy store where when we first unloaded, even, like, seeing, you know, the McMillans drive by and their luxury pre-runners. And then you see, like, Bryce Menzi driving by in his pre-runner and they're all out there just getting ready to take care of business, you know? Yeah. How? So let's talk just a little bit more about the team and, like, the guys on the team. I know Shane... Uh, I know him a little bit and, you know, from Co Martin and I know he's just like super like I, of what I know of him, the times I've talked to him, just super cool and mellow and like just great guy. always stoked. Yeah. Yeah. So you got Shane Logan, uh, like you said, he's a solid rider. He won the Western hair scrambles a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Shane's solid. He's been down there in Baja, uh, you know, all last year. So he's got lots of experience. Um, and then Corbin McPherson, uh, he's like a national hare and hound guy here in the states, uh, and then Diego Llanos, uh, he's an enduro guy from Argentina. And man, once again, I wish I could speak Spanish because he's the <laughs> coolest dude. But you know, we we talk, we could only you know share three or four words together. But uh, no, he's the one, and we we can post this after we'll, we'll post it on on or you have it or we'll have it on your Instagram. I'll post it on my yeah. Instagram as well. But he's the one that had the super swap dude on instagram yeah he so western <laughs> he's he's a cowboy man like, he's he's the real cowboy he's yeah. down there like there's probably four or five different videos of him getting yeah. just locked to lock i swaps. mean thank god he knows not to back off that's all i gotta say never even lifted could have got spit that was just I, that was impressive for sure I heard a little bit, like, here and there, you know, you guys were talking about the trip, and there's some stuff, obviously, you don't ever want to come across or have to see, but I heard you guys came across a guy that, like, had a really bad trip down to Baja. Um, yeah. If you don't want to talk about it, we no, don't have to. I no, just, I mean, it's one of those things that you, you hear about in Baja, but yeah, you it's, just don't want to be a part of it. You know? It's part of it, unfortunately, you know, it's super remote out there, and, um, you know, there's 
there's a lot going on out there. A lot of you're, it's pretty dangerous. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, Corbin, uh, our teammate, he was the he's the guy who found the guy. Um, wow. He was actually uh, one of Diego's friends from Argentina. Oh wow. He was racing the Ironman class, and uh, he had a crash out there, and I don't know all the details, but yeah, he ended up passing away. And wow, that's brutal. That had to have an effect on Diego, I'd imagine. Yeah, and Diego and, and Corbin, like I said, Corbin found him, and that was the very first day pre-running so wow that that's crazy and that's the kind of stuff you know you hear about you know down in Baja and I you know I'm sure there's every year there's you know unfortunate things that happen that's part of the lore but yeah that's crazy that's barely and then like um bummer rest in peace to that guy but um, sorry not to get off subject but I just wanted to ask you about another thing I heard about there was like you guys were driving down and almost got in a head on or something <laughs> like what? you guys had the full Baja experience <laughs> yeah that, that, that it was uh it was on our way down for our first day of pre-running I'll let Zach tell the story well I'm in the back just looking out the front window while Colton's driving down Chavo's in the front seat we got one of the mechanics with us and the media guy, and we're all kind of just hanging out, talking, going through this, like, beautiful canyon. And all of a sudden, there's a car coming, oncoming, and the guy, like, blows a tire, right? And then just, like, somehow swerves into our lane. And the dude, like, just cranks the steering wheel and overcorrects, like, damn near head down, like, gets us in a head-on. So then this, we this just see... The, this is oncoming traffic? Oncoming traffic. Yeah, it's two-lane road. We're probably doing 70 miles an hour. <sighs> so next thing you know like we see like the car kind of start to go and the guy like flipped off into the dirt on the shoulder and we're just like man this is this is pretty wild like this is like our first day and we're like man like first we deal with the cops on this and then next now this like what are we getting ourselves into yeah i'd imagine you got to have your like your football right your head on a swivel like the entire time the crazy part was is like we did our we did our section the first day twice and the first time we came around, we had to ride, I don't know, how many miles do you think it was on the highway? It was, it's was. it got to be 25 or 30 miles. Oh, wow. So you're you're just pinned. Just, right, riding I back mean, to you, the Of truck. course, you weren't on Kev's bike. You were kind of trying to cruise. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, like, riding back on the highway, and then we see the guy, and he's, like, got the car kind of flipped back over. There's a truck there helping him out, and he's sitting there working on it, and we're just like, that's the car, you know? <laughs> Gnarly. So yeah, that's crazy. Going out on our next lap, which once again I'm in the dust behind Colton as he's ripping along, and you know we're just cruising along, and all of a sudden I see this little dog running out behind chasing Colton down the section, and I'm just like, oh man, here we go, right? Dog darts left. I tag this dog. Luckily, oh. almost weed myself. Oh, <laughs> it's 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 the whole Baja experience, right? Oh, it's brutal. So we finish up our section, and we're just, like, kind of just reliving everything going on, right? And we're back on the highway, riding back, and this dude is getting ready to pull out in this car, right? The same guy? Same guy. All the windows are broke out. The bumper's, like, stuffed through the back window of the car. That's that's his transpo. Yeah, yeah he wasn't going home without it, apparently, <laughs> yeah, you know? No, he's going to go tune that thing back up again. Yeah, it was just unreal to see him like flip it over fix it and put a new tire on it or whatever he did and yeah be on his way yeah it's crazy definitely some sketchy moments down there um all right so uh so uh, so we're now we're on day two of pre-running we've got one day in so far and now we're going day two yeah so uh, on day two yeah we stayed in san vicente 
on uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, we had actually a pizza in Mexico for dinner. <laughs> How'd that go? Wasn't horrible, but wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was it was pizza. Were they just trying to make you guys feel at home? I would have been like going for fish tacos or like just. Well, we originally tried to go for tacos, but uh-huh. the guy whose place we stayed at ended up uh, taking us to go get tacos. He said they were the best tacos in San Vicente. Sure. Excellent. Go drive over there. Oh, they're closed. <laughs> oh, brutal. So then we're like driving back and we're like, well, there's a pizza spot. Let's just grab pizza. Right. I mean, can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty crazy story because uh, on it was Tuesday night at our first night of pre running, uh, we're with uh, Matias, who's like Chavo's media guy, handles all this, does videos and handles his Instagram. Oh, he had a lot of cool videos and stuff. He it does. Was pretty man. neat, man. Like I was, you know, watching vicariously living through you guys. Yeah. You know, but I felt like I was kind of there a little bit. I don't know what Chavo pays Matias, but he should pay him more because Matias <laughs> crushes it. He's, uh, uh cool. yeah, he, he was, he's awesome. But, uh, so we didn't really have a place to stay. So we're just like cruising around San Vicente and Matias is like, he's ain't afraid of nobody. <laughs> He'll just walk up to anybody walking down the street. And I mean, they're speaking Spanish. So me and right. Zach are just kind of sitting there just, you know, hoping everything goes well, but we end up at this guy's house. He's got this like nice big, you know, big house with a, with a big wrought iron gate in the front and. Uh, Matias just knocking on the on the gate, and we see the guy peeking out the back door, like, like oh shit, who's who's coming to my door? A little sketchy. Yeah, it was it was but, it was unsettling for sure. Like this, and guy, this is where you guys stayed. <laughs> yeah. So, you, <laughs> so I thought you guys had like a that was all no, like so, dialed. So well, we did. We had home base in in Ensenada. Oh, but this is because you're pre running. We're pre running, and yeah, right. we're we're two hours away from Ensenada. Right. So uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so the guy ends up coming out, talks to Matias. Him and Matias go inside for like 10 minutes, and then Matias rolls back out. All right, come on, pull the van in. We're good to go. And you, and you stay there, yeah. like overnight? Yeah, we stayed at this guy's house. Nice house house. It was, it was, it was actually pretty nice. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, it was a big, long building, and there was four individual, like, mini apartments, like little one-bedroom apartments in there. And nice. me and Colton got one, and Matias and the other mechanic and got Ruben. the other one. Ruben got the other so one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. it was pretty interesting. That'd probably never happen here. <laughs> no, right? no, like ever. No, You're not just yeah. knocking on someone's door. Supposedly yeah, the guy like here. rents it out for like months at a time when people come down and stay. I guess that's oh, what so he was kind of saying. Oh, okay, so yeah, maybe he had a clue on it. I don't know what kind of industry there is in San Vicente, but apparently people you know take business trips or something. <laughs> Racing, yeah. Racing industry, <laughs> pre-running. That's what happens there. <laughs> I think. Uh, the next day, you know, we woke up. We were both feeling good. Just did a little bike maintenance, air filter, a little oil and stuff like that. And we ended up running the section another two times. And we were both feeling pretty good. We were both swapping different lines to see which would be better for Colton to take. Uh-huh. So I would take one line, Colton would take the other, and we would see which one would end up faster to the next objective or point. Uh-huh. So we did that, and then Colton got offered to run another section from... I think it was 400 to 470, right? Yeah, uh, something like that. It was like, I think it added another 40 or 50 miles to my uh-huh. to my loop. I was originally supposed to do, well, and what I ended up doing was 70 miles. Uh-huh. It was uh, mile 330 through 400. So let's talk, I, like, because I, I have no clue, and people might be curious, like course markings, like what what is, is, so, it, like a, is it like a district race? Like 
No, so what they do is they they release a GPS file like the week before the race, mm-hmm. uh, and they give you the course. And it, I mean, it's it's pretty self explanatory when you're out there. Like, they mark it pretty well. Yeah, it's yeah, it's beat down. Like it's a pretty beat in. Track. Yeah, like it's two track from the trucks. Um, right. But you have to hit these VCPs, which is a virtual checkpoint. So they'll like on my section. I think there was probably twenty or thirty VCPs uh, okay. within seventy miles. And you know you hit them by a light blinking or something. So or? Uh, during the race, you have a Stella on your like on your handlebars, and the Stella will beep and flash and mm-hmm. you know make a whole racket uh, when you get close enough to the VCP. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. The Stella is not completely reliable, but. Most of the time, it'll beep when you come by them. Right. Um, and you hear it's audible? Yeah. Okay. As long as you're not, you know, doing 80, right. uh, you can usually hear it. Right. But uh, so I I can't believe that people do this, but uh, I was talking to some of the other racers, and I guess a lot of people don't race with the GPS. There's um, free ball. It yeah. So, like. Just go off the course markers. Yeah. Wow. which. Which is crazy to me because to me it's so much easier when you have a GPS because you can kind of anticipate what's coming. Right. Um, I'm sure you know with more experience it gets easier, but yeah. uh, that was that was a big deal having the GPS, being able to see all your VCPs, make sure you hit them. So you're so when you're riding, <clears throat> like you're you were kind of looking at it. Yeah, I mean, while you're riding. yeah, you're interesting. Yeah, you're gonna be every time you have a you know a smooth straightaway or something, right. you're just gonna you know keep an eye on it. At least down. that's what I was doing. Yeah, I'd be curious if you're the only one doing that. But <laughs> from, <laughs> from what I've heard, it kind of is. Uh, that's that's the way Shane it's, taught me how to do what it. What works for you? That's yeah, all that, that matters. That's the way that Shane really taught me matters. how to do it. But uh, from talking to the other riders, a lot of them don't even race with the GPS, which, like I said, it's crazy to me. But that's you know, crazy. Teach his own. Yeah, I don't know enough. I don't know enough about it. But oh, well, sorry. Excuse me, excuse me, everybody. I think it was a uh, pretty cool too. Like once we started riding that next section, it was an entirely new section, and like. We're both just like, this is not the same views as where we were previously. You know, we mm-hmm. ran the same couple loops a few times. So now we kind of go like out and we're in these big hills and we're sitting up on top of this hill and Colton's kind of picking lines, trying to figure out which one, you know, and next thing you know, we see this like buggy come in and we hear him and this hill is like soft, like baby powder silt, you right. know, it's, it's soft. So we're sitting up on the hill seeing like, oh, well maybe this guy will go here or there or whatever. So he goes to go up the hill and the dude gets stuck. So we're just kind of like, well, I mean, there's nothing we can do, you know? Right. So we're sitting there and then next thing you know, we hear this loud like truck coming and I'm like, oh, like there's a trophy truck coming. Like we have to watch this. So we're sitting there and all of a sudden this truck like comes and like I see it and it's Harley Lettner, the concrete motorsports team. They're like one of my favorite teams, hands down. They're just Harley's an animal. But he, like, comes into this silt hill, like, stuffs the front end. The whole truck gets airborne. <laughs> and the dude just hammers down up the silt hill like it was nothing. Just crawled just right up. Powers it. right up. There. Yeah. I mean, they got a 1,000 horsepower. You know, sure. they just make it happen whichever way they can. Yeah. And they just scoot around the dude? It's, like, or is he just bury him in silt? or Didn't even hesitate. Just right around him. <laughs> it's so crazy because, you know, I've known Zach since I was, I don't know. What was I, 17 or something, when Zach first started working me, working for me as a mechanic racing Supercross? Right. I still work you. <laughs> yeah, he still works me. <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyway, Zach's always been into the, the whole off-road truck thing, and I, I've always kind of been like, eh, whatever, it's just, I don't know. It's, right. it's, it's like quads, like I'm not, not into it. <laughs> but I'll say, like, 
dude, like seeing it in person, it is so much cooler than I ever realized. Oh, like yeah. those trophy That's, trucks, it's it's unreal the things that those guys are capable of. Yeah, and, I think I enjoy like trucks in the desert more than I do, you know, just because it's it's changing. The terrain's changing, everything they're doing, and they, their driving skill. And I know it takes skill to do all the other kind of racing and stuff, but, like, when you see it, you're like, that dude knows how to drive. He's, yeah, yeah I've, yeah, I've got a completely new respect for those guys. They're they're freaking badass. I, if yeah. I could ever get the chance to do that one day, I would I would jump at it for yeah, sure. I bet. I think uh, what was cool, too, is, like, so right after that section, you know, you never know what you're going to run into in Baja. Mm-hmm. So we're, like, coming through this section. We get up on top of this hill, and, we like pull over because we hear another truck coming or whatever. And who do we run into out of all people? Our good family friends, the Hagels. <laughs> They're out there racing. That's great. Did they even know you guys were going? I uh, think I spoke to Ethan before, Ben, one of the two, the uh, two brothers. They run a spec truck down there. It was uh, pretty cool. Though. You're just in the middle of nowhere and like, we like pull over and Ethan just like slams on the brakes and he's like, I thought that was you, Colton. <laughs> Didn't recognize me because I'm on Kevin's bike, you know. Right. So he like pulls around and we sit there and chit chat for a little bit. And that's cool. Me and Colton were kind of just like not feeling the section originally, you know. Right. And then uh, he's like, oh, you're going to love the next section. It like goes down to these trees and it's pretty wild because there's like creeks flowing and yeah. stuff like that. It's like a complete 180 of everything we've been through so far. Right. So then like we kind of just like kept going. Next thing you know, we're in, like, full-blown forest. Like, Right. Did you expect that at all? Absolutely like, I, not. Isn't that weird? <laughs> like, you, you think of Mexico, and you just think of just some dirt road. That's it, right? They don't have trees. Yeah. They don't have anything. I mean, pretty much the my my main exposure to Baja before this was, like, watching Dust of Glory when I was 10 right. years old. Right, that or Baja Fresh. Yeah. Fresh <laughs> <road>. <laughs> and totally. so I, I'm expecting just, you know, fifth gear wide open for hours hitting right. massive sand whoops like being in the forest and the mountains like it was absolutely not what i expected at yeah, all i bet and, and those would... are by far the biggest whoops i've ever seen in my life down in Baja. <laughs> <laughs> i bet like silty rocky just i think there's a little bit of everything there was sand whoops there's hard pack whoops there's spots where there's rocks sticking out like yeah i know i saw diego hit some whoops yeah, yeah diego. in that video Diego's almost Diego's entire section was sand whoops and he's an animal because he did like I think 120 or 150 miles just (laughs) just just pure abuse yeah just going for it pretty sure that's what happened to my lower back when I used to race in the desert sand whoops goodness dude those things are burly yeah Yeah, I think uh another cool thing like being out there we like stopped to go pee or I did and we pull over and then next you know we hear another like trophy truck coming we're like, oh, man, like, we got to get off the main line. Like, this guy sounds like he's moving. And we're on, like, a hill, right? And it's, like, super technical, like, hill on a dirt bike. But for the trucks, it was, like, no big deal. So we, like, pull off to the sideline, you know, and here comes Bryce Menzi out for, like, a Sunday cruise, <laughs> just averaging, like, 50 miles an hour through this crazy technical section That's in the so forest. Funny. And just being that close to everything just puts in everything in a, a whole different perspective, I think. Yeah. And, and yeah, when those guys are out there doing it, there's no there's no one around, right? No. You're just doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's incredible. So that was all day two, right? All that. So when you ran into the Hegels, all that stuff was day two. Yeah. So uh, just a little background on that. Yeah. We, so my section was 70 miles, and then um, Shane was starting and finishing the race uh, because it's kind of like a it's pretty technical, and you want to like kind of know what you're doing um, for the start and the finish. But uh, Shane wanted me to potentially pick up like an extra 50 miles. 
and that was that section that we were in the forest and all that. And I was so. Did you ever do that? We just pre-ran it that one time, and me and Zach were both like, "Yeah, I don't know. We don't really dig this." And uh, why? It sounds know. awesome. So it was awesome, but so like my section that the section I ended up racing was like super open. Like you can see for miles. Like any vegetation out there is like you know eight inches max. Right. So you can see what you're looking at. You know, you can kind of like you can ex- like anticipate what's coming. And that whole section in the mountains was just, I don't know. I couldn't get the thought out of my head. Like, oh, dude, there's going to be a freaking trophy truck coming around this next corner. Or there's going to be. So the, yes, there's a lot of stuff you just couldn't. There's going to be on, a, a family freaking, you know, right. going out here to camp to watch the race. And I'm going to plow them in their truck coming right. away or something like that. Yeah. And being your first time, I would imagine you just want to keep it pretty. Yeah. And doable. I think, I think for sure too, if I would have ran that section earlier on when I was fresh, that would have helped a lot too. That would have come in with a clearer mind, but right. we had already ran my section like four times by that point. We were right. pretty wore out from riding like six hours a day, for two days in a row. So, right. Like another note when Colton was saying, like, you never know if there's like a truck coming around the corner of someone coming to spectate. You would not believe the places people went to camp, like <laughs> driving their stock vehicles through race course and stuff. Like, like they're making it. Like there, no problem. There's Two no question. Front wheel drive, just charge. I mean, we're talking cars, trucks, little pickups, like <laughs> yeah, anything and every day. They just they're just doing it. This is what they that. live for is yeah. the Bajas. It's kinda like the Tour de France, but how those people are all up there just loving it. Uh, speaking of the Tour de France, there's probably like that one nutty fan in Mexico too, right? That runs out with like the devil suit on or whatever, like like the Tour de France guy, like on the track. <laughs> I didn't, like, I didn't see any of that. Brought but over that, by a dirt bike. We definitely freaking hit our fair share of wildlife out there, though. I bet, I bet. Lots of cows. Zach ran over a dog. Colton I, hit a roadrunner. It just exploded, and I was just covered <laughs> in feathers. Oh, uh, it was, real. it was quite the adventure. I mean. When I mean this thing exploded, it exploded. <laughs> well, if you're gonna hit one, I don't want it to, you know. Yeah, I don't want to slow you down. Right? <laughs> did you guys? Sure, yeah, exactly. Did you guys get a like a third day of testing, or was it next day was just rest before the race? No, so that that was it. The plan uh, after the pre running was to go. Uh, Damon from WP here in the states was going to come down with suspension, uh, so we were going to test on Thursday with Damon, uh, but that ended up being a whole ordeal in itself. Uh, Damon got stuck at the border. Uh, word of word of the wise here: if you're going down to Mexico, and you have anything that looks remotely new, take it out of the box. Mm. Uh, if you don't, they're gonna think it's new and they're gonna try to charge you import tax. Got it. So Damon was stuck at at the border for like five or six hours. They were trying to charge him like seven or eight grand <laughs> to come across the border with the suspension. Oh. So uh, finally, Chavo got a hold of the score people and they kind of squashed it all and they finally let him through. But um, that pretty much killed most of the day. Uh, as far as our testing, of suspension went. testing, because because yeah. obviously you didn't race your own bike, you raced another bike. Yeah, so right. we raced Chavo's bike, um, and it had a setting that Shane had tested, uh, you know, a month or so earlier. Um, but Dame was bringing another set of suspension with him as well, right. which he thought we would all like better. Um, but we ended up getting to the track to test at like I don't know, maybe six p.m. And there's five of us trying to ride the bike, and we're all giving Damon feedback, and it was so we're trying to beat the sun going down. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's starting to get dark, and then, I mean, just setting up one bike for one rider is enough work as it is. Yeah. 
I mean, imagine five guys with five different inputs. It's like just right. running around in circles yeah, the entire time. Sure. Yeah, that was kind of unfair to him as far as like how late he got there and then just, hey, just make this work. And it's like, okay. Yeah, we ended up, you know, because obviously Shane's right at night. We've got headlights and the whole thing. Then we're out there trying to test at night. Yeah. And I, if I was him, I would have for sure not changed anything and just said, okay, I think this is better. I think they just Pull keep the doing that. Switch I knew at least, at least the so. other one was, I knew, knew Shane's setting is good. So I'll just be like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I think uh, another thing too was like, like where they went to test it was super super dry and hard pack mm-hmm. and there wasn't like big like whoops or there wasn't different terrain it was just hard pack concrete slick dust so excellent for suspension testing yeah it was tough for sure <laughs> like if and and that on top of the sun going down and us trying to ride with a headlight and all that and we ended up getting something we thought was decent uh and then we just decided you know we're gonna go out tomorrow yeah uh and try and do this over again in the daylight right um which kind of threw a wrench in things because the plan originally was just to um test thursday and then friday we're gonna rest we're gonna do all the opening ceremonies the whole Uh contingency all that stuff right um so we ended up having to kind of rush that early in the morning and then we went out again testing on on friday afternoon uh and that was much better. We, we went to a different place. Sand. There was a little bit of sand, a Good. little bit of kind of everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the riders were happy. We were, you know, we all thought, you know, okay, this is something we could work with. When yeah. when we left the night before, we were all <laughs> really like, so, oh, man, this is going to be a long race. But uh, So who did this? Damon? Damon? Yeah, yeah, Damon. Damon Nash from WP uh, in the States. Right. Um, so that's sick. So he came out there, a little commitment, get out there. <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome having him down. He was he was rad. He stayed for the whole race. Uh, he chased us around to the pits. Was adjusting the bike for us for like wow. specific to each rider. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it, it was really cool. We were we were stoked to have him down there. I think it was a uh, pretty crazy too. So, like after like we do contingency, we're heading to the spot right to go do some more testing. Oh, we so like so you guys did a contingency before you tested. Yeah, we oh, did okay. contingency in the morning and then jammed back out and tested okay. Friday afternoon. Got it. And we're testing Friday afternoon. Meanwhile, the race starts at 3.30 the next morning, too. So <laughs> Brutal. I think it was uh, pretty crazy that we're, like, driving into this spot to go test. And next thing you know, we're, like, on race course where it sh- everything should be open. There's a lady standing there with a rope across the fence, like the road. Like, trying to keep you guys from Yeah, she right? was trying to charge them. What was she charging? I think it was two hundred pesos a truck to oh, enter. To go through. I like her style. She's like it's an opportunity to make a little cash here. And well, the what it ended up being is she's sitting there telling Mateus, "You guys are coming out here. You're camping to watch the race." And we're like, "No, no, no! Like we're coming out here to test." She goes, "No." So Colton has to put up a little money, and then they had some <laughs> extra money. And Luckily, Colton had some money in his shoe. Yeah, stashed it from earlier. The cops didn't take it all. <laughs> <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was crazy though, because we we did the whole testing thing, and everyone seemed to be okay. So we're leaving, and like we said, Mateus, man, that guy is not afraid of anybody. He's like, pull over. As we get to the gate to leave, right. he gets out of the van, right, and goes up and tells this lady, "I want my money back." <laughs> and me and Colton are just like, "What the hell you is just going keep on?" It, who cares? Right? We're like looking out the windows through the mirrors, like, <laughs> "What is about to go down right now?" <laughs> and sure shit, he got some of the money back. Not all of it, but he got some of it you back. Got, you got some, excellent. Yeah, I just, I was just like, man, this guy is, this guy is the man. Like, <laughs> so how, how is, um, not the totally changed subjects, but uh, 
how was contingency you got when you guys did that i don't know while we've seen it, it looks cool I, I don't know how yeah uh i mean for me it was uh it was cool for sure but um you know it's kind of similar experience to you know the pits at supercross stuff like that um for off-road people that's i'm sure that's the biggest uh exposure you'll probably ever get it's super uh-huh. cool you're down there on the stage they shut shut down main street and Ensenada. they've got you know, just thousands of people lining both sides. So, uh, yeah, it, it was it was cool for sure. Imagine Supercross, but going up and being able to touch the factory bikes. Yeah. <laughs> like, people could just walk up. They take pictures with the trucks. They can touch the trucks. Like, That's pretty cool. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of people around. I, I thought it was, like, super cool to see that. And everyone is just so excited to be there and revved up just for this race. You yeah, know, the yeah. whole town's there. That's cool. That's killer. So then uh, after that, did you guys uh, go back to the house and get ready for the race? So after your suspension testing, got it dialed, everyone was stoked. Went yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, got uh, contingency done in the morning, testing done in the afternoon, and then yeah, everybody kind of, we went back. Uh, Shane is starting at 3.30. Yeah, Shane started at 3.30 a.m. What time is it right now? Uh, it's, I don't know, it's probably 8 p.m. by the time we get back to the house i'd be like look boys i gotta go to bed <laughs> yeah so he's he's got goggles to prep and all that sort of stuff and uh, everybody's kind of getting everything sorted because uh you know obviously once the race starts you got to be on your game you got to be there ready at your pit you know make sure you know you're not you're not the one slacking and holding the team back so right i was uh trying to take in the whole experience so you know i set an alarm for 2 45 in the morning i get up <laughs> I'm like, all right, I like, I gotta go down there. I want to check this out. It's gonna be super cool. So the start was like right there. It was yeah. like probably a couple miles down the road. It wasn't too far. Yeah, but yeah. Where we stayed in Ensenada was yeah maybe five minutes from where they have the whole big race stage and yeah. the, the ceremonial start and all that. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna go down there and see if they need anything. Go down there. Chavo starts because he's the vehicle record of owner. Uh-huh. Whatever rider, the rider case. record. There you go. Right. So he starts. Hands the bike off to Shane. Shane gets on the bike, and he's gone, right? And then it was like a whole whopping, I don't know, 30 seconds. <laughs> and I'm like, man, 2.45 in the morning is <laughs> this, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go back to the house. So go back to the house. It's about 4 o'clock at this point. I'm going to try and catch an hour of sleep, 4 to 5. Wake up, 5, 5.15, get up, kind of go downstairs. I start making Colton breakfast just to get him kind of prepared and get him ready for his day and then uh yeah colton comes down starts eating some breakfast hanging out some coffee um does his normal morning routine and about 6 30 off to the pit and that's it just go charge it uh how's the nerves at this point dude <laughs> i like you've never raced a desert race ever i know i've never like raced a lot of a, gps never I mean, raced a hair myself scramble. your grandpa your dad dude, we got many I, desert miles. i know it, it runs in the blood but uh yeah i've never <laughs> never raced a hair scramble <laughs> a hair and hound yeah. an enduro nothing. I mean, it seems legit just like show up and just baja i mean why even <sighs> do the other stuff just go straight <laughs> straight to baja and yeah. just throw down like, yeah it was uh it was gnarly and so like I wake up and we're kind of, you know, trying to keep tabs on the bike and see, you know, how the other guys are doing. So by the time I wake up, I think we're in like third place. Um, Shane had had some issues early on. He uh, either the bolts broke or I don't know exactly what happened, but the front brake caliper ended up coming off while he was racing. How fast was he going? Uh, it, 
I think that the first part of the track, Zach wrote it. He would know, but I don't think it's extremely fast. It's kind of in the mountains and more tight. Wow. Yeah, I, there's had, I had a bolt come out of my caliper one time. It's like instant stop when it like rotates around and hits your rotor. Yeah. So that's got to be yeah, sketchy. Luckily, Shane kind of felt something funny going on, and he like watched it come off. So oh. he uh, pulled off real quick, and he had, luckily had one bolt. Uh, that would work, and so he threw that thing in there and made it to the next pit where they could fix it for good. That is manly. I think, uh, like, his section, it was, I pre-ran it, actually, the first night we went testing um, with Damien. It was a lot of, like, farm roads and tight sections, so I think that kind of was an advantage at that point because it wasn't super, super high-speed, like, Colton section where you're doing, you know, 80 to 100 miles an hour. Yeah, mock nipple. Yeah, it's just gnarly at (laughs) night, you know? Yeah. Just... Doing that whole section. There is there is some fast parts of his section, definitely in the sand, just fast sand, long whoops. And You're saying chain section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was cool. I mean, he got it together and handed it off, but I remember, like, getting to where our pit was and kind of setting up, you know, keeping Colton kind of in his groove, and he is just antsy. Dude. Oh, I bet. Well, oh, I bet. So here's, when are they going to be here? When are they going to be here? <laughs> well, so here, here's how it goes. It's like they uh, – the guys are working hard all day long, right? Like we've got, we've got Shane, we've got Diego, we got Corbin and they're all busting ass. They're, you know, risking their, they're risking the biscuit out there trying to get into the lead. Cause, uh, we started in like, I think fourth place. Uh-huh. Um, and they start them a minute apart. So, uh, between the dust and then just the time itself, you know, it's hard work getting up to the lead. Oh, I bet. So I think when, and the mishap. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, exactly. So Shane lost some time with the with the caliper and all that, and then uh, by the time Diego got off the bike, he was in the lead. So okay, so Shane handed off the bike to him. Shane handed off to Corbin. Okay. Corbin took the bike over the summit uh, into San Felipe. And he's That's got where, a lot of desert skiing experience as well, right? Yeah, Dis- district stuff. Or yeah, uh, like National Heron Hound. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. he's like an, like two fifty champion in National Heron Hound. So uh, he was ripping. Yeah, he he's legit. So he hands the bike to Diego in San Felipe. In the lead. In second. I oh, think. in second. Sorry. Okay. Diego passes for the lead. And then. Through some whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Swapping through the whoops. Just an animal. And then uh, Chavo gets on the bike. Uh, and then I'm after Chavo. And you're, so you're missing something, though. Diego <laughs> did get a little whiskey in Western. Uh, Diego. Yeah. So actually, there was a, there was a couple mishaps. I think uh, Corbin had a crash. Where he ended up crashing and breaking the GPS off the bike. Excellent. So, so you're that's my lifeline. So, so, out there. so <laughs> your skill set is instantly gone. Yeah. So that's that's my lifeline. That's how I know what's coming up. You catch what yourself to look looking for. down for it when it wasn't there. Yeah, a couple times. <laughs> but uh, so he breaks GPS off the bike. So there's no GPS anymore. Then Diego takes over. Diego crashes at least once into some guys like easy up i think i saw the <laughs> yeah, it. took out a couple fans but uh he pulled it together and Brutal. made the pass for the lead so he hands the bike to Dang, chavo so in the lead in the lead yeah so then Dang. chavo's got like a 50 mile section uh till he gets to me and then and he's the team owner yeah yep. right and he's ripping too that's killer yeah and so so chavo section i mean i don't know how it was but i guess it was pretty technical uh but so Chavo's in, they're, they're already in the lead by the time Chavo gets the bike. So it's like at least an hour before I get on the bike and I'm just sitting there like we're all set up <laughs> and we're you want to be in the lead, but then you're like, we're in the lead. Well, yeah, of course you want to be in the lead. <laughs> like I, that was the, what I was hoping for. I'm like, man, I hope by the time 
I get the bike, we're in the lead. I don't have to deal with the dust and I can just, you know, yeah. put in some good work. And, uh, so we're all set up, ready to go. We got the easy up, up, everything's there. And we're just sitting there waiting. Just, it, it was about an hour and all I, I'm just thinking everything's going through my head. You know, what, <laughs> what am I going to see out there? What kind of freaking, how many cars am I going to run into? How many closed gates are there? Cause I'm all the right. first one on the course. Uh, oh, you're saying because you're in the lead. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're in I the didn't lead. think about you that. Know, right? Bikes are the first yeah. people on the course. So they're clearing everything. You're clearing the fans and you know, whatever else is out there. So, right. uh, that was super nerve wracking and just the anticipation, man. Like I said, we're sitting there for like an hour waiting for travel to get there. And it's just, I'm just freaking, <laughs> I was going nuts, man. I haven't been so nervous for a race in, in years. It's crazy too, though, because I like, try to plan everything out and get a game plan. Like the bike's going to come in. We're going to do this. It's going to go smooth. Well, broken English. Sometimes, right. uh, Chavo radios over says the handlebars are loose or something. And we're uh -huh. like, okay, so I'm getting tools ready. I just grabbed the bike. Colton jumps on it. I grabbed tools to check the bars. Well, the bars weren't even loose. They were bent from when Diego oh, or so Corbin he, went so down. He was saying bars are bent. Yeah, so we were just like, oh, man, and I'm sitting here watching Colton tap his foot, you know, just like a did tap you, dancer. Did you swap the bars? No, they oh, were no. they were just bent. We just were, I was like, yeah, I'm, I don't no, think no, I had that no kind time of time. That. <laughs> no, yeah. we, we had about a minute lead when I got the bike. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so we just put gas in it, and Corbin, you know, had a couple – thoughts for me you know oh yeah he's like oh yeah, i crashed the bike the front brake feels a little different than last time you rode it uh you know <laughs> you know just baja stuff <laughs> don't worry about stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. um but uh but yeah i didn't notice so they did a uh they did an air filter and a rear tire around like race mile 250 and i'm getting on at 330 so uh, i jump on the the air filter cover the little plastic guy had popped off so no, no, go ahead. the, the air filter cover had popped off. Uh, I didn't even think twice about it. I never even noticed it. I'm just doing my thing. The air filter and everything's still in there. Everything looks good. But uh, So the covers? Yeah, gone. so like on the KTM, you know, you can pop the, you can get to the air filter without any tools. Right. So the cover had fallen off. I guess it maybe didn't get on there quite right or whatever. You know, uh -huh. everybody's in a rush when we're, you know, yeah. when we're leading. Those little pit, so. things come out all the time too, those little clear. So anyway, just keep that in guys. mind for as, as we get later <laughs> into this story. So, uh, so we, we, I'm ripping along, I'm in the lead, everything's going good. Um, I don't have the GPS, so I'm like kind of going a little slower than I would like to, mm -hmm. uh, just cause I'm not quite sure what's over the next rise. You know, a lot of them look does, similar. Does it give you like the GPS? Is it kind of like give you like hazards and stuff like that? Uh, or, it, say, or, or, so you kind of know where they are based on where you're at on the course. You can program them in if uh -huh. you stop and set like a, a check mark on there or whatever, like a hazard uh -huh. on. If it's like a big dog thing, you're like, dude, I don't want to. Yeah, right. And, and uh, Score will do that too. Like when they mm -hmm. release the GPS files, if there's something really gnarly, they'll have like a danger warning. Mm -hmm. Which is, but just in your mind when you're saying you were looking for your kind of. Yeah. So, like, say you're coming over a rise and you're like, well, this one looks a lot like the last one. Is this a left hander or a right hander coming right. up? Right. Or is this one, is there a turn right away or is it a long straightaway? Do I, I know exactly what that feels like because that's me on a moto track. <laughs> if I can never remember it. Like, it's so depressing. <laughs> so, I can't imagine a desert race. Yeah, so I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of like stressing because I'm like, man, I know I could go faster, but I'm like not quite sure what I've got coming up here. And I, I remember it pretty good from pre-running, but 
you know, it's, it's a lot to remember 70 miles. So I'm kind of stressing, but I'm like, oh, I'm just hitting my marks, doing my thing. And I'm kind of thinking, oh, this bike sounds a little funny. Doesn't, I don't remember it sounded like this. And you're uh, still in the lead. Yesterday. I'm still in the lead. Everything's good. And, uh, shoot, I forget the name of the little town, but, uh, there's this long sand. We come kind of over some mountains and you're in a long sand wash right by this town on the coast. And, uh, that's where Zach hit the dog, but uh, so you guys are wanted. There's there's a bunch of fans <laughs> there. Like it's right in this little village. There's like a road crossing, so everybody kind of hangs out on the road. And uh, so I'm I'm booking it. It's it's a long straight sand wash. I'm fifth gear, probably going eighty, right? And all of a sudden the bike revs up real fast. I'm like, oh no, what happened? Did I just break the transmission? Like what happened? So I right. I roll off the side of the track. I look down. And there's no chain. <laughs> so, so 80 miles an hour to no chain. How far does that leave the chain behind you approximately? I would say it was, I don't know. It had to be at least 500 yards behind me. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, all right, well, the only thing I can do is go see if there's if I can find this chain and maybe it's salvageable. So I dropped the bike, and at, uh, the night before the race, like after we got back from testing, I told Emilio, the mechanic, like, hey, uh, we should probably put a master link on this bike, uh, you know, just in case we have a problem. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then that was the last I even thought of it. Right, he just mentioned it. Did he do it? Did he not? Did yeah, he so it? I don't know if he put it on, where he put it. You know, Shane had mentioned, oh, we should put it under the seat. Uh-huh. And so I'm like scrambling as I'm running back to where I think the chain came off. I'm like trying to put together my satellite radio and I'm radioing the guys. Hey, is there a master link on the bike? I need a master link. I need a master link. The chain broke. And it's just silence on the radio. It Nothing. was like so broken coming through though at the same time. And we're all like, what? what? <laughs> the chain? <laughs> like, so chain ends up like calling him and telling him like, yeah, there's a link on the bike. And I don't know if he told you where it was or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like running back as I'm like, I said, so I'm, 500 I'm, yards. Yeah. I'm run, dude. I'm like, I'm in the lead. But you're looking for, and I, I don't chain know. In a sand, is sandwash? Yeah. It's sandwash. And so like, I don't know how far the next guy is behind me. I don't want to get ran over, but I also like, I need to get this done quickly. I'm in the lead. And so I'm running back. I find the chain. It's like, three quarters buried you could just see like a couple links sticking up out of the sand could you see is because there's got to be multiple tracks in the sand wash by then so it's not just like your solo track well like. yeah i mean so i'm i'm the first guy through but so and i know where i'm at like i know you know i know the line i took you know there's a few different lines you know mm-hmm. um the course ends up probably being you know a few hundred feet wide mm-hmm. in most places um but i know the line i took so i'm running back on the same line i'm in and like I said, I find the chain. It's like half buried. I grab it and I start huffing it back to the bike. And still nobody's come by. I'm like, shit, dude, we're still in the lead. I got to get this. Like, I got to figure this out quick. Was and the chain just pretzy? Like just ripped no, apart? No, so I don't know what happened. Maybe, you know, it could have been me. It could have been one of the other guys. Maybe hit a rock. Something happened. The so, One way or another, the master link, like, basically ripped apart. Wow, crazy. And I'm at I'm at pit stressing. I'm ripping the chain off of Colton's bike, getting the link, giving it to the guys in the truck, and they're out hauling ass back to where Colton is trying to get to him so at you, this point. So is the gearing the same on the bikes or anything? Or you're just uh, like, well, we just got to get out there? Yeah, like, our, our gearing was pretty close. But, yeah, I mean, the, 
luckily, like like he said, they're they're trying to find a chain. Like all they know is over the radio, I, I broke a chain. So right. it could be any number of situations. And luckily, yeah. like I said, it was just the master link. So I literally I got back to the bike, and by that point, there's a couple little Mexican kids rolls up on quads. And they're trying to help me, and I'm I'm trying to speak to them, but they don't speak English. I don't speak Spanish, <laughs> and so, but uh, all I had on me, and about the time I get back to the bike, uh, Justin Justin Carnes, uh, he's actually going to fill in for me at the Baja 400. Um, he hits me back on the radio. There's a master link. It's on the left side of the handlebar. I'm like yes. So I I clip it off. All I have with me is a pair of dykes and like a, a multi tool screwdriver thing. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Here we go. <laughs> so I I get the link apart and it, but it's like a it's an O ring chain, so it's like the link presses on, and I'm like, dude, what am I gonna do? There's no way I can get this thing on here. So I tell the kid next to me, I'm like, I need pliers, I need pliers, and I'm like trying to motion like sign language for him. And he's okay, okay, and he takes off. So I get as he's doing that, I'm getting the chain back on. Get the link all together, and here he comes. He's got a pair of channel locks. Stoked. Perfect. <laughs> yes, dude. Like. God's looking down on me. This is exactly what I needed right now. And uh, so I use the channel locks, get the thing back on there. Like about the time the kid comes back, here comes the first bike coming uh, by. So still no bikes. That's crazy. Yeah. So I ended up having about like a three and a half minute lead Ugh. when I broke the chain. Um, so by the time it's all said and done, I get the chain back on, get rolling again. I end up losing about eight minutes total. Brutal. Down for about eight minutes. So two things. Shout out to Zach for letting me know you broke a chain, which was cool. Like while he's doing everything else, he texted me. We broke a chain to say no. That's why he stopped moving, which was that was pretty cool. And then I think you said, didn't one of the kids find the actual master and bring it back to you? Yeah. So I don't, dude. How he found it, I have no idea. That the thing could have been freaking halfway to Jupiter, but. Yeah, the little kid, as we're putting the chain back on, one of the little kids comes up, and he's got the master link, and it's, like, just a full, like, stretched-out, Y-shaped-looking <laughs> thing. Can you match if you had to try to make that work? <laughs> and I'm telling him, like, no bueno, no bueno, I can't use that. And, uh, but, like, The so, only thing you said he understood. Okay, <laughs> right. all right, no good, thanks a lot. I just spent, <laughs> I <know. laughs> I spent an hour finding it. <laughs> Yeah, he's I was helping you out, and you just were like, "No, nah, sorry, bud. <laughs> yeah. Good try." Here's the stickers. Yeah, exactly. Digging through the Good. sand, almost getting run over by the other bikes, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was so cool. Cause and I got so lucky that it happened in a place where there was fans. Yeah. Because if it would have happened ten minutes sooner, I'd have kind of been in the middle of nowhere <laughs> with a pair of dikes with a pair of dikes trying <laughs> try to put a masculine back on. Oh, that's brilliant. So. Yeah, it, it it was a lucky circumstance for sure. But uh, anyways, when I pick up the bike to start going again, I had mentioned that the bike was kind of sounded funny. Um, somehow, some way or another, I must have hit the little little tab because like a, a KTM has got like a sort of like a quick release filter, more or less. You don't need any tools for it. Right. I must have hit it with my foot. And the air filter you know took flight somewhere in the baja desert it's not even in the bike no so i've got no air filter <laughs> and i get this chain back on and it's it's go time i'm like well i've got like 40 miles till the, till the pit nothing i can do let's go <laughs> luckily the bike starts and and we're off so i'm uh i'm in fourth now and then i can just barely see the dust of the next guy and so i catch up to him just enough where like we're on a pretty fast like open fire road uh, just weaving through the mountains, coming into Santo Tomas, and 
that's about all I can do. I can get close, but if he's we're going like probably 40, 50 on this road and he's kicking up so much dust. I can't, I can't get close enough to make a pass. So, um, I, we get down onto the highway, cruise it into mile 400. That's where Zach's at the pit waiting. Shane's there to take the bike. So, uh, yeah, luckily the dude in front of me, he's one of my good buddies, Connor Eddie, he is, uh, his team, they weren't ready for him because I guess Connor and I were hauling on this road. Like we actually made up like a couple minutes on the guys in front of us. Um, so they weren't did you ready. Know it was Connor in front of you when you were? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah, so you I, wanted to pass. Oh yeah, he's your friend. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. him come by, and he's always telling me how good he is down in Baja. I'm like, <laughs> man, I got to get this kid right. Yeah, we joke. I call him. We call him my son. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> I wanted to show him who was who was daddy out there, but <laughs> couldn't pull it off. But uh, his his team wasn't ready for him, so like we made it there way faster than they thought we would. Oh. So they weren't ready, and so he gets to the van, and they're all still sitting in the van, just whatever, you know, tecates. eating potato <laughs> chips or drinking tecates <laughs> or something. So I blow by him on the road on the way to my pit, and so that now we're in third. That's when we hand the bike off to Shane. Oh, that's that is, I mean, for Connor, I've had that happen <laughs> in Desert Race. That is brutal. I mean, get past in the pit. I yeah. mean, ugh, all that work. We're coming in. We're we're kind of expecting like, all right, if he doesn't need a tire, we're just gonna give the bike to train and go to try and make up the most time we can. Right. Right. Come in, throw it on the stand. I look and the tires just destroyed. And <laughs> this is like an understatement. Like it's got <laughs> negative knobbies. Yeah. There's like, holes where, where knobbies once were moose poking through kind of just about. Yeah. Just about. I mean, this thing was shredded. Right. So I'm sitting there, start pulling the, the tire off the bike. Colton's like, there's no air filter. And I'm just like, <laughs> Holy shit, right? It's just nothing. So I, mean, I look up, and Colton is just gone. Full I, sprint to the back of the van, goes, rips his air filter inside panel out of his bike, uh-huh. right? I finished the tire. We did fuel. Colton slaps an air filter in this thing, puts the side cover of his personal bike on the race bike, and we were in and out in like a minute and a half. Yeah, luckily, yeah, I mean, I rushed the pit. I will say, luckily, Colton does have some mechanical skills, so that, that, that had to like help out a little bit out there or whatever. Yeah, you know, I, work I think bikes. everybody was pretty stoked that I was able to get the bike going after the chain came off. But honestly, yeah. it was it was luck. Everyone thought it was just like a done deal. And then <laughs> luckily for Colton, he's a very smart person in his own way. And if you've ever <laughs> I've never met heard Colton, that. <laughs> I've never if you've heard ever that. met Colton, he's very picky about how his stuff works and goes and right, how it's yeah, set up. Right. Sure. So mm-hmm. he, uh, he's very knowledgeable in his own sense of how a bike works and how it should function. And he, he did what he had to do and it was very right. crucial for the race. Oh, that's killer. Did he pay you to say that? <laughs> Come on, let's be real. <laughs> no, that sounded like that was a really nice way when Zach and he's very particular about how he likes the bike set up. So that like he wanted to say. On a different <laughs> note, I did get him to his first Supercross. I, I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. True story. Back then it must have been so much fun deciphering what was he was trying to say. <laughs> So was it smooth sailing after that? Like Shane just took it home? Yeah, so Shane had a fresh tire and an air filter, and he was off to the races. Uh, he was in third when I gave him the bike. Uh, he was able to pass into second, and wow. he, he closed the gap on second, you know, quite a bit, but I, I think that he ended up maybe, you know, two or three minutes behind second. Or was, sorry, it, sorry, behind first. He uh, was in second. It was pretty crazy, like, because I was following it on the score app, and... uh 
it's like it's weird because it's really kind of delayed and like weird and it like at one moment you're like oh they're really close together and then like if anything happened just like you're just like super far apart like what is going on is it the app is it like this actually happened it was actually pretty darn accurate yeah yeah it's tough obviously like that that stella thing it's sending back the gps but it doesn't always you know function completely perfectly so right uh yeah it's I know, like, for the first half of the race, we were kind of just wondering, like, oh, we, we hope the bike's where it needs to be because the style wasn't working. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, Shane crushed it. He made up a lot of time, but it just wasn't quite enough. We lost too much time with the whole chain thing. And right. uh, we ended up second physically. And then we can get into the rest of it. We ended up finishing fourth. but Right. So, at that point, okay, so Shane came into the finish. Are you guys all to finish? or? Uh, we all kind of pile in there as, as quickly as we can. I mean, mm-hmm. the race is 500 miles long, so we're all spread out through Baja. So, uh, I think me and Zach were like one of the first people back because we were pretty close to Ensenada where mm-hmm. we ended. Um, so yeah, by the time Shane gets in there, most of us had made it. Um, and it was just, it was bittersweet, man, because we all rode our asses off and, we all like we had the speed to win you know we were in the lead and we had the speed and uh you know just for whatever reason you know shit happens sometimes and yeah no it didn't work out yeah but i mean the commitment was there obviously from chavo right yeah i mean everybody from everything you said yeah he was solid yeah it was it was it was absolutely awesome man i mean everything was taken care of like he had you know like three or four mechanics down there working on the bikes and um just the whole like it's a massive undertaking to go down there and do it especially imagine especially having like five riders um you know everybody has their own stuff they like and everything and it's uh it seriously takes a village like his whole crew down there was awesome everybody made us feel super at home and yeah uh it was it was awesome we just uh you know, like I said, shit happens sometimes, and we yeah. had some issues with the bike, and yeah. I mean, we had I mean, some issues with the riders too. We had a couple <coughs> crashes, and yeah. I mean, I'd be curious to find out too. I mean, that's the thing; you just don't know what other people like, what kind of issues they had, or if they didn't. You know, sometimes it's like it's trouble free, and you're just stoked, and sometimes, you know, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, knows. it's obviously it's not easy. You know, there's all these guys down there, you know, spending lots of money and time and effort. Yeah. trying to make it happen and there's only one winner so yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure well you got next year to look forward to right hopefully <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so unfortunately i'm gonna have to miss the uh baja 400 i'll be at a works race in utah um but the plan is to go back for the thousand in november so wow. nice so something to look forward to try to get more than 70 miles on this time or <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> gonna have to uh yeah with five riders i mean do the math we're probably gonna each do probably close to 250 or maybe yeah. more miles so wow. that's going to be a pretty gnarly undertaking and uh the thousands of peninsula run this year so we're going I, all the way from i just want to say your math was not very good colton's Sorry, very smart two, 200, 200 oops yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> 250 it's all right i mean uh i take back what i said <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah the thousands of peninsula run this year so we're going all the way from cabo uh to ensenada so oh, it's, that's the big dog. Yeah, it's it's going to be super spread out logistically. It's going to be an absolute nightmare figuring all that out. But yeah, uh, 
it's going to be an adventure, man. It's going to be fun. I like that you said that. That's truly spoken like a rider. Like, it's really going to be hard logistically. And meanwhile, <laughs> Chavo's like with a pencil and an eraser and just like trying to figure it all out, just scratching his head, and you guys just show up. Yep. Yeah. So you guys are waiting at the finish line for Shane, then he comes through, and how's it? What, what happens from there? Yeah, so like I said, it, it's real bittersweet. Obviously, we all uh, we all wanted to win. That's what we went down there for, but uh, we came up a little bit short. Um, so I, as far as we all know, we finished second, uh, and then we're waiting for like the official results to come out. How was how was the mood when you guys thought you finished second? I mean, were they considering what happened? Like pretty stoked. Yeah, I mean, at, we were at that point. I mean, Baja's gnarly, man. Just to make it to the finish is it's a big deal. So we were all excited about that, but uh, you know, again, we just we all really had our hearts in it to win, and sure. uh, it was it was tough tough pill to swallow not to win. Right. Um, the thing too, though, is like they're in a points chase right now, so they do the San Felipe two fifty, then the Baja five hundred, then they do the Baja four hundred, and then the one thousand. Right. So it's an it's an entire series. And Chava really wants to retain the number one X. Yeah, I don't blame. So yeah, it's a it. it's a big deal down there being one X, and yeah, yeah, there's a lot of effort goes into to getting it and yeah. obviously keeping it. So yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure he was stoked that you were able to get the bike moving again because fourth is better than DNF, I would imagine. Yeah, so level. So we ended up second physically. And we thought we were second, and unfortunately, uh, when Corbin crashed, he lost the GPS, and later on in his section, he missed one of the VCPs, you know, I don't know, not by much, but he missed it enough that right. we got docked like 10 minutes. Wow. So, oh, man, that's brutal. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was, that was why we ended up fourth, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. We, we'll learn from it, and we'll get better. Yeah, and I mean, so first experience going to Baja, like what? What's you guys' takeaway? Like, would you go back in a second? Would you like? I feel like going down there and like experiencing everything. Like, it's something you you'll never get here in the states. And I think anyone who's into any kind of off road racing, trucks, dirt bikes, quads side by sides it's something that they need to go experience at some point in their life because like it's truly like unreal how happy the people are down there when you see them and you're riding by and every single kid wants stickers or hats or something like that which we actually did take some time and stop and give out some stickers and stuff to the kids and uh-huh. you know try to give back Where what we could stickers um, you know, we got him at this wonderful <laughs> shop called the Racer's Edge. Did you guys ask to take the sticker bag? No, well, you know, we we believe in begging for forgiveness. <laughs> Still waiting to get my stickers back from Shane. We'll see. What's yeah, we uh, we made a mistake and we accidentally left the the, the glorious sticker pack in yeah, Shane's well, truck. Well, having gone to Mexico many times in my life, I have a stash of stickers just ready. For Mexico trips. Just I think uh, Shane was a little kid himself and wanted a couple of those. <laughs> There's so. some good ones in there for sure. They're oh, solid. yeah. He had his eye on the Vortex once. <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> but uh, all in all, the, the experience was something else. And then, you know, we ended up having, like, a wonderful dinner that Chavo took us to. And just the amount of, like, respect I have for that guy is it's pretty unreal to, to put together a program and go through everything and like i just came down with colton like you know like he doesn't know me from anybody and 
he treated me just like he would Colton or anyone else down there. That's killer. Just I mean, welcoming and yeah. yeah, that's one of the super crazy parts is like the only person I had ever met on this entire team was Shane. Yeah. You know, and like Shane and I were a little bit closer when we were teammates, obviously. So, and he's kind of stepped away from like the GP racing. So I haven't seen him much in the last couple of years. And, uh, yeah, just going down there and not ever, ever, ever meeting any of these people. And, uh, it was crazy. Like we were like family immediately. It was, it was super cool. Yeah. I got that vibe just right away. Like looking at the pics and looking at the stuff and Zach was like posting all kinds of stuff and just like how stoked he was when he was down there and just thinking like, this is a cool experience right here. This is like a life changer, right? Like where you're like going to always like have the itch to go down there and, and uh, be a part of that. Yeah. It's funny because everybody I had talked to before I went down was like, yeah, dude, you're going to fall in love. You're, you're going to love it down there. It's, it's a completely different, unreal experience. And they nailed it. Cause yeah, I, before I had gone down there, I'd, not really followed it a ton. Like I said, my, my biggest exposure to Baja was like watching dust of glory as a kid. Mm -hmm. It always looked cool, but it was kind of like one of those things like, yeah, that's, those guys are crazy. I don't, I can't see myself ever going and doing that. Yeah. Um, but this opportunity came up with Chavo. I kind of couldn't really pass it up and man, I'm so glad I did. It's, uh, it's unreal down there. Like, like Zach said, if, if you're into motorsports at all of any kind, you've got to go down there and experience it, you know? either as a spectator or if even better, if you can get in there and race it. Yeah. I think they're in a, they're in a thousand. Maybe me and Maddie can run sort of a pit or something. Maddie, what do you think about that? I guarantee it'll be the fastest pit, baby. <laughs> we got this. Bring yeah. it on. <laughs> yeah. Maddie's pitted me to a couple of race wins too. So I think he, actually, he oh yeah, I was done. just going to say, <laughs> I think he only, only has ever not been there for one. Yeah. I think yeah, so. He's always, he's always, yeah, he's on it. Pit master. Yeah. I'll tell you what though. Like, you definitely got to leave at a decent time to get back <laughs> home to the States. How do we learn a little bit of something about that? Yeah. Do you want, what kind of puppy you want? <laughs> yeah, man. We, uh, what did we leave in Sonata around like maybe 10 a.m.? So, so hold on. So I just want to know, like, so, okay. So the race was over. You guys did a dinner afterwards. Did you guys, was there like a, did you guys go out or anything? Was there any, you guys do anything or not really? Or Yeah. Uh, so pretty much most of the race fans and teams and everybody, they'll end up at Papa's and beer in Ensenada right. there. Okay. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, just having a good time at the bar, have cool. a few drinks, hang out with everybody. It's gotta be like such a good feeling when you know, like it's over, we made it. All we have to do is get across the border. <laughs> but you guys didn't put enough thought into that though. It was, it was pretty funny <laughs> though for me because like I was up fairly early and then, you know, I only tried to take like an hour nap. And then they're like, all right, we're going out at like 11 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, man, like if I go to sleep now, there's it's no over. turning back. It's over. Right. Yeah, we're all we're all ready to go at like 830 after the race. We all showered up and ready. And Chavo's like, no, what are you guys doing? Nothing. The party doesn't even start until like 10, 1030. <laughs> you guys are tuned and ready and now you're just waiting. Yeah. And I, like I said, I'm just like, if I go to sleep now, there's no coming back, you know, so. Just hammered a bunch of cups of coffee and wrote it out. <laughs> you know how to party, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming you drank something other than coffee at the end. Yeah, we had we had a good time. We let loose a little bit. Right, Definitely right. had to. You have to. Yeah, we had to. Deserved uh, it at that point. Yeah, I had to celebrate getting out of there alive, man. It's 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 gnarly. 
Right on. All right. Well, so I think we, we already discussed it a little bit, but is there anybody you want to thank, uh, you know, for your, uh, mission down to Baja like specifically yeah um first and foremost Chavo I mean the dude is dude's the man he puts that whole program together it's uh it's unreal I'm extremely grateful for the experience and I I can't wait to go back uh and then Chavo's whole crew man uh Matias the media guy the the manager of the unimportant as we like to call him (laughs) that was the slogan all week wow (laughs) yeah Shane coined that one but uh yeah, Matias, he handles a lot of things. You know what's crazy about that is is like being married and not being a real picture guy, right? And then over the years, my wife, like, you know, whatever, getting everybody to come, let's just, please come on, let's get a picture. And I'm like, God, let's get out of here. And then when you look back, you're like, we didn't take enough pictures. Yeah. I mean, having someone there chronicling, like every time I went to Mexico with Mumford and Drew, I don't think we have a picture. Like we We got nothing. Yeah, it's crazy. And we stole some Takate chairs. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but that was about it. Yeah, I'm not a big picture taker myself, but yeah, you're probably right. Uh, it's probably pretty awesome to look back at those memories. Oh, yeah, it's killer because, I mean, just you, you forget stuff. And then when you look back at that, just like, oh, yeah, I remember that or this. And I'm sure you guys just scratched the surface. You guys got stories galore. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, so Chavo, he's the man making it all happen down there. Uh, Matias, the media man, the manager of the important. Uh, Emilio, the mechanic, Ruben, the mechanic. Both of their wives, you know, everybody, like, the whole crew. Zach, I mean, dude, without Zach down there, it would have been wild, right? Underneath the bed or something, crying or something. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Probably uh, would have still been at the police station. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. He would have been making payments, like working at a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, man, it was an unreal experience. I can't wait to go back. That's killer. Yeah, I definitely want to uh, thank Colton for the opportunity, you know, and Chavo and everyone down there, the whole team. And, you know, just the whole whole vibe and everything down there is, like I said, it's something you have to experience. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's definitely, like... uh, that was that was cool to relive and for sure like it's it's definitely something on the bucket list going down to mexico many times but never like for like a baja event that's something i want to do myself too and, and i appreciate you guys sharing everything and and yeah shout out to Chavo. i don't know him and, and all the boys that rode on the team that sound like a killer event matt you got any qu- any other questions no i just wanted to run by real quick uh when on your guys' way home over the border i know it took forever but how many hours did it take you to get across border dude so first of all and I know Zach likes to shop, so. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, like, as we're leaving the house, Shane's gone. You can't find him. We're like, where'd Shane go? Oh, Shane's at the ER right now. What? <laughs> He's getting a, a medical pass so he can skip the line at the border. Oh, but he didn't clue you in. Yeah, so, but he no, had. He, he had, told us after the fact once he got back. He oh, had this, he like, big gnarly road rash because he, he fell or something pre-running. So he's worried and about so, an infection. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you wink, wink. And so, uh, so he got a medical pass. He cruised right through. Didn't even care. But uh, Shane's like, "Oh yeah, here you got to go this way. Take this road, and you're you're right on board, and you're you're good to go." And so, I'm like trying to listen to Shane, but I'm also once again looking at the map. I can't read the signs, and me and Zach end up in the medical lane. With so, no medical pass. With no medical pass. So the guy says, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> and so it 
it drops us off like in the middle of Tijuana. And dude, we must have done five laps around downtown Tijuana until we had to leave. Finally figured out how to get back <laughs> onto well, the onto the bridge to go home. We like, you know, we kind of like find out, okay, this is where we need to go. And then like we're driving down this road and we're like, shit, we need to like get over a lane. So we like roll down our window and I'm like trying to ask the guy, hey, can we just get in? He's like, oh, go in front of me and then go talk to this guy and tell him you're with me. Let him in. Well, nope. The cops say, sorry, man, you got to turn back around and wait in line like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, they are not cool with anybody cutting the line down there. Wow. Well, I like that. Yeah, they, I like that. If they see like you trying to cut the line, they say, nope, take a lap. Yeah. Papa would have been proud. It yeah. was uh, pretty funny, too. We're like sitting in line, you know, and Colton's like, I'm kind of hungry. He's like, trade some of these hats for like some churros or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right. So I like wave the kid down and like give him two hats, right? And for a bag of churros, like he totally came up, right? So next thing you know, we see the kid like walk into the car in front of us, shaking the hats, trying to sell the hats. Hats, <laughs> you like you thought you yeah. were doing them a solid and he was selling them to somebody Well, else. next thing you know, I don't know if the kid says something to everyone else. Well, the whole van's getting swarmed by all these people trying to get free hats. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's probably so what he told them. They got free hats over there. Like a little uh, little backstory. When you're down there, you're waiting in line for hours, and they know you're there for hours. So there's like... So, so would you have been there for hours if you guys got a little earlier start? Maybe not. Okay. We probably yeah, would have zoomed serious. right through if we were right. there at like 8 a.m. or something. Right. But well, we're, we're sitting there waiting in line, and you know, one of my buddies was down there, and he texted me. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm sitting in line at the border. He goes, oh, I just got home. <laughs> Text me when you're through. <laughs> no way. And he left at 10 a.m. or... We left probably around 1230. Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and he left at 10. And wow. he was home by the time we were still waiting in line. That was a difference. That's crazy. But, yeah, so while you're sitting there for hours, there's people selling all kinds of stuff, selling food, tacos, churros, drinks. They've got all furniture. like <laughs> You name it, yeah. pictures. There's <laughs> yeah. art. There's Yeah, you're just walking. They're walking back and forth down the aisle just trying to sucker you into something. Yeah. Yeah. Puppies. And puppies. puppies, did you get ones? At? Yes. No. Uh, Very Colty. surprised. No, I'm I'm good. I got my three Frenchies. We're taken care of. But uh, Colty had his eye on a uh, little husky that was down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure how it was, how it would go trying to cross the border with a fresh puppy though. Yeah, that would be. Zach easy. only likes yeah. the name brand dogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the hot ticket. Uh, when I uh, I went down there one time with Jeff for a short course race and coming back, dude, I had a case of like race line stickers. And I gave, like, handfuls to, like, every kid selling stuff, dude. And then, I mean, I had so many kids were coming up, and I was just handing them out quicker than they could even come up. But it was so funny because, like, we'd get a little further, and a kid would go up, and, like, we'd see the taco cart with Raceline stickers. And I'm like, <laughs> that kid just put that there, dude. So that was fun, dude. It was good times. But we didn't buy any dogs or anything. We just kept it cool. Yeah, Zach and I ended up with a couple sweet cowboy hats and some... Some, some belts some I'm wearing belts. right now. Even. Right. Yeah, I got the cowboy belt. Yeah. <laughs> We had to uh, do a little hustle and bustle to get them, but it's all good. Yeah. All right, boys. <clears throat> Going to wrap this one up, man. Thank you guys for uh, sharing your uh, sharing your show, your uh, your race and all that stuff. And uh, appreciate you guys coming in. And uh, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Yeah, we'll have to do an update after the thousand. Yeah, definitely. Right on. All right, boys. Maddie, thank you. Thanks for coming out, boys. All right. <laughs>